0: Hi, this is Beth. Today, you'll meet Andrea. Andrea was first on the podcast in Season 1, Episode 38. Since then, she has gotten married. She came back to share the things she did to honor and remember her mom on her wedding day. Make sure you stay until the end when we talk about a totally unrelated topic when she had a funeral for her 20s. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Beth, and welcome back to the Daughters Without Moms podcast. Today, I have with me Andrea, and this is not her first time on the podcast. She was here in September of 2021, episode number 38, um, sharing the story of her story of being a daughter without a mom. So if you have not heard her story, I would encourage you to hit pause right now and go back to episode 38 from September of 2021 and listen to her story. Um. She has been very intentional about her grief from the, from the beginning, right, Andrea? Yeah, yeah, yeah I would yeah. say so. Yeah, so um, she's, she's, she was very intentional. Um, she's got a blog that I will put in the uh, podcast show notes, The Motherless Daughter Mind. She joined a lot of groups online and things, um, but then started her own motherless daughter group on Facebook, the Staten Island Motherless Daughter uh, Facebook group. So um, she's been, she's been very intentional and and open and honest about her grief journey. But the thing that has us back here today is that Andrea is now Mrs. Namoli. (laughs) And I hope I'm (laughs) pronouncing that right. Um, In November of 2021, a couple of months after she shared on the podcast, she got married. And so, since we follow each other online, um, she she posted a lot of pictures and things about her her wedding day and the things leading up to it. And also, her blog contains a lot of great um, stories and and portions of Andrea's motherless daughter mind. And so, I reached out to her and said, "Hey, how would you feel about sharing about your wedding day without your mom?" And she graciously agreed. Um, and I always make sure, like I was like, you know, like. Are you sure? Are you sure that you're okay with this? Like, I don't want to set anybody back on their grief journey, but because I know that you've been so intentional and that you write about it and that you talk about it. um, But you did say yes, yes, I'm okay with sharing so Mm -hmm. I think this is something that we all um, think about a lot if we're not married yet. um, And it's something that is certainly relevant to our audience so Mm So that's why Andrea is here today. She's going to tell us a little bit about her um, planning a wedding and getting married without her mom physically present at the at the events. Um, And so this is not we're going to just kind of have a conversation. We talked about some questions and stuff and we're just kind of, you know, going to have a conversation. Like I said, I know a lot already about things because of Andrea's blog and have a lot of great um, things for us to talk about. So I did, well, congratulations, first of all. So you Thank you. Thank you, Three, four months into it?
1: It was three months on Valentine's Day.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Not done purposely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So one of the first things we were gonna talk about is that you acknowledged in your blog that you experienced a lot of anger of being a daughter without a mom and planning your wedding. So can you tell us a little about that? Yes,
1: well, first, I just wanna thank you again for having me. Mm on for a second time it really means a lot to me and I hope that I can help at least one person not feel as alone in maybe planning a wedding or going through another big life event without their mom Mm -hmm.
0: um
1: so anger was was um the post that you talked about yeah so I mean, I think anger is something that a lot of women who have lost their moms, especially or anyone dealing with any sort of grief feels, you know, anger is one of the, I think it's five stages or seven. There's way more than five uh, stages of grief, but that's one of them. And I felt that one, you know, definitely when she first passed. But then again, I feel like that's, I feel like these stages are just going to keep recurring in your life as you experience new things. It's not just like you hit the last one and that's it your grief is done. You know, they, they kind of recycle whether they're in order or not. Um, So for me, I kind of, from experiencing it with the wedding, seeing that how the anger comes back up, I can already see that in other life events too, like how it can resurface. Um, Yeah. And I don't, I don't think the anger is necessarily, you know, shifted or, or pointed towards one person or, or my mom or God, like it's, you know, if I could describe it that way, and if I did in my blog, then of course, but it's, it's just an overall anger of like, you know, I, my mom's not here and it's my wedding day. And you always, I mean, if there's one person I ever planned my wedding with, it was my mom, because out of all the boys and men that there were in my life, she was going to be the one regardless who was going to be there. So to not have her there you know, and with me for this, you know, it was it was really tough. And being in a bunch of different groups on Facebook and things for women getting married, um, because I tend to join a lot of groups. You know, it would, you know, frustrate me to see you know other girls and women post. You know, oh my mother's driving me crazy, and you know, oh my mom's not helping me, and and you know, look, I. I'm sure if my mother were here for my wedding and the planning that we would not have been, you know, skipping through Kleinfeld's together. I'm sure there would have been times where she was, you know, bothering me too and annoying me too, but it was just, it was frustrating and, and made me very angry to not know what that experience was like, you know, since again, we that that's something that we spoke about since I was little, you know? Yeah. So it's tough not not having her for all the highs and the lows of of wedding planning, especially wedding planning during a pandemic. Made things uh, ten times worse, mm-hmm. um, right? Mm-hmm. You know, pe- people would like make suggestions to me about certain things when like mandates were coming around or like different protocols, and well, maybe you should reschedule or maybe you should think about this. You know, I just want your day to be perfect, and I said it's already not going to be the perfect day, I imagine, because my mom's not there. You know, I'm like, Mm -hmm. and, and another thing that angered me with COVID was I already have to deal with not having my mom to plan my wedding. Like I did not ask for a pandemic on top of it. And now I know the pandemic affected a lot of people in way worse ways. But for me, it was just like, another, you know, another barrier and another, another thing to, to be in my way with wedding planning that, that added to the anger.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right. But you still, so I want to, before we get to your wedding day, we'll go back to your bridal shower. You did, you've had your mom honored, first of all, at your bridal shower. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So, uh, my godmother, who is my father's sister, um, stepped into the role of helping me plan. And, and she did such a wonderful job. She threw my shower for me, which I'm forever grateful for. Um, and along with her, my father's girlfriend and my entire bridal party, including my cousin, who was my, um, she was my maid of honor, my aunt's daughter. They all made sure to just have like hints of my mother around. One thing that was really beautiful was that Um, it was a surprise. So when I walked in and, you know, said my hellos and all that, I sat down at my chair at my seat and there was a picture of my mother, this beautiful picture of her smiling. And it was just in front of my seat. And they said, you know, mom's sitting with you tonight. And Mm -hmm. that was just something that was, you know, it was just a perfect, beautiful touch. um, And obviously made me
0: cry instantly as soon as I saw it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of times because like going back to your the person who said to you about oh you know that you want your day to be perfect I think sometimes people shy away from acknowledging you know the loss and things like that at big events like that mm-hmm. um, but it's not like there it's not like you had forgotten that your mom wasn't there like if you you know somebody I think people feel like oh if we bring it up bring it up then it'll just you know she'll remember it well just just a PSA public service yeah PSA yeah. for everyone. <laughs> we already know. Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: never going away.
0: Yeah. We're already well aware that she's not there. So I just give um, people a lot of credit who are um, willing to you know, say, we know that your mom's not here and we know that that makes it really hard, but we're going to do our best to honor her and acknowledge her for her and for you. I just think that's just so amazing. Yeah. I
1: I have to say my, the people, the group of people I've surrounded myself with really I mean, they just get me and they, I, they get my mom, especially, you know, the ones who met her obviously, but even the ones like friends of mine that I met after she passed away, it's just, it's so phenomenal to me how they really just can honor her through me. And, you know, I have people say, oh, that that's totally your mother. And I'm like, you never even met her, but like you get it and mm-hmm. they get it because I'm so open with them about talking about her and sharing things so it it is such a beautiful thing because I feel like the I feel like now they do know my mom and they did get a chance to to get something of her understand something of her which is a really beautiful thing mm-hmm. and it helps it definitely helps to
0: have all these people on your side and supporting you Mm-hmm. yeah so let's move on then to your wedding day and I don't want to leave will you to leave any of these details out. I, <laughs> I know I've seen a lot of pictures, but wow, it was just beautiful. Um, and Thank so you. tell us about what you want to tell us about, about your wedding day and honoring, you know, your mom that day as well. Yeah.
1: yeah so it was, I mean, again, my wedding was, it was just very important to have her as a part of it because If she were here, it would have been her wedding day as well. My mother was a very big, she she was the life of the party. She lived for events like this and, and, you know, being her only daughter, she, she, she would have treated it as her own wedding. Um, a little backstory, my brother actually got married, um, two months after my mom passed away and they had, um a pretty decent sized wedding plan. And my brother and sister-in-law just wanted to go to city hall and my mom talked them into having a a wedding, you know, a reception at a hall and not having her after that, Um, you know, that was very fresh. So that was rough, but so it was kind of like, you know they carried on in honor of her. And then being that almost six years had passed I wanted it to have the same strength of emotion So, I found every and any way possible that I can incorporate her into our day, whether people noticed it or not. You know, most of it was for me, Mm -hmm. but a lot of it was, you know, for other people to see that no, she is still a very big part of this wedding. Just because she's not here, just because you've never met her, doesn't mean that she's not going to be with us on this day. Um, So, some things I did. I actually still have my mother's wedding dress. She had it preserved. um, Not very well because she had opened it at some point. So it has yellowed uh, since then. But I think it was back in I think it was April of 2020. So it was when COVID had just happened. Um, I got engaged right before COVID in December of 2019. Um, So we had kind of already had the wedding planned pre-COVID notion. Um, So one month into COVID I'm in my house by myself I think my dad was out and I said I want my I you know nothing more nothing would make me happier than to have my mom with me for the first time I put on a wedding dress and that's not going to happen so I waited until I had a good few hours by myself and I took her wedding dress out because again it wasn't properly preserved anymore anyway And I put her wedding dress on Mm -hmm. and I said, this was my way of having my mom with me for the first time I ever step into a wedding dress. And Mm -hmm. um, it was not pretty looking because it had been yellowed and wrinkled, but it was just, you know, it was a moment for me to take in and have with just her um, spiritually. And that was, that was great. Um, And then admiring her dress, she had beautiful like lace details everywhere. And I said, I, I would love to incorporate her dress into our day somehow. Um, You know, it wasn't gonna be one of those where like I redid it and wore it myself just because time had just done too much damage to it. Um, But I actually took the lace from her train and closer to the wedding with a lot of wine because I needed, I I couldn't take a scissor to my mom's wedding dress without it. Um, I cut some of the train off the lace, and I asked my florist to wrap it around my bouquet. Um, So my bouquet, if you've seen the pictures, the lace on it is actually my mother's wedding dress. And a lot of people didn't know that, you know, no one would know that if I didn't tell them. Um, So that was another thing just for me. And it was kind of like, she walked down the aisle with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And along with that, I had a charm with her picture on it, which a lot of people do nowadays. at, there's like a million etsy shops for them so i had a picture of my grandparents and a picture of her on my charm on my bouquet so that was just one of the ways um mm-hmm. i incorporated mm-hmm. her uh I, ha- I like i have a list there yeah was, great no i think it's awesome
0: because you get yeah. other
1: people ideas you know it it's you know it's true and what works for one person might not work for someone else but for me it was just like again however many ways um so another thing I did was my mom used to work for a school bus company and her shirt that she had to wear was a light blue. And I, had, I hadn't I had saved a lot of her clothes after she passed away, but for some reason I saved one of her work shirts. And I said, I'm, I wanna make this my something blue. Mm-hmm. So um, I cut a couple of pieces of fabric and my godmother cut them into the shape of a heart for me. And I had them sewn into my dress right over my heart actually. So I, you know, I didn't take a picture with it, like with the photographer, but they sat right, right over my heart. And that mm-hmm. was another way to have her uh, to have her with me, which, again, I don't think anyone knew about that the day of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a nice way to to have her incorporated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what else did we do? I mean, you know, we had like a flower at the altar at our church. Like I had a single red, um, white rose. My brother had done a single red rose at his wedding on a chair. So I kind of wanted to uh, mm-hmm. mirror that. And we had a white rose for her and to symbolize everyone else that wasn't at our wedding, because we, between my husband and I, we do have a lot of losses in our family. Um, so that was something that was nice and, and a simple touch, um, along with having a memorial table at our reception hall, mm-hmm. um, you know, with pictures from both families and a, and a nice little framed saying. Um, so that was, those were more of like the simple and and common things that we did. But the main thing was, um, going and visiting the cemetery, Mm -hmm. um, actually before we even went to the church. So we left my house a little bit earlier than the girls did to go to the church. My father and I got in, we had a private car that took us to. The cemetery. I had been planning this with my photographer and the videographer and the limo drivers. I know know it sounds silly, but it's something I need to do. You know, I can't, I can't have the day go by without visiting her. Mm -hmm. And my again, my mom was a very big like personality. And I'm like, she would get a kick out of this that (laughs) I'm showing up to a cemetery in a wedding gown for her. Like, yeah, this is right up her alley. Um So, I had a very pretty custom um, fake floral arrangement made with a picture of a drawing that was actually gifted to me in my shower. Um, a friend of my cousin's uh, had, I think, and again, I think it was an Etsy shop, she had a drawing um, made for me of me in my wedding dress, mm-hmm. um, very similar looking to my wedding dress, and my mother in a gorgeous purple gown with wings behind it. And it says, mom, I know you're with me today. So I had them frame that with flowers and I brought that to the cemetery They put a very pretty banner that says mother of the bride. Um, So I had that at the cemetery. And then I had also with the florist asked for a corsage, um, something else we did for my brother's wedding. We had, had ordered her a corsage um, for the wedding. So the morning of his wedding, I brought it to the cemetery, not dressed. (laughs) <laughs> um, but so I wanted to do the same thing, um, right. from mine. So my father and I went and it was, it was just a very beautiful, you know, sad, but beautiful moment that mm-hmm. the two of us shared. Um, and I'm very grateful to our photographer and videographer for capturing that. And they were right on board with it. You know, they weren't like, you know, pose like this, but they said, you know, you go, we'll be you won't even notice us just, you know, Mm -hmm. have your moment and we'll just capture it. And that was important for me. I was, I'm a very big picture person. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's like, it's art and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful piece for me to have with my mother. Um, I had told my photographer that one thing that upsets me is that not being able to create new memories with my mom, you know, for birthdays and anniversaries, you always post a picture and I'm like, one day I'm gonna run out of pictures one day. Mm-hmm. And that makes me sad. So to have these with her, um, it was, it was definitely very special to me. And mm-hmm. my photographer had um, had me take a picture holding a frame, uh, a framed picture of her. So we found a bunch of different ways to, to create new memories with mom. And it was really mm-hmm. beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. mm I loved it I loved it so Thanks, we're definitely yeah. at, if you're okay with it we'll share some of the pictures um yeah, when we publish absolutely. this podcast because it it was just like it my heart went out to your dad even you know mm-hmm. never even have met met having met him just knowing you know where his heart was that day as yeah. as you know father of the bride and having to give his daughter away and also you know missing her on that day yeah. too but that was just, yeah. you could just see all that. And just in the picture, you're right. Yeah, like, it everyone is says it. Yeah. He, st- he stole the show, his emotions, uh,
1: just uh, everyone's heart broke for
0: him. Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, it's, it's, and I'm happy that I was able to do that for him too. Cause I feel like men don't usually give themselves an outlet to openly grieve like that um, and put it out there. And, and I think it was something important, you know? Mm-hmm. of course it wasn't without comedy because we got married on a Sunday and I'm like oh great one, you know no one buries on a Sunday so we'll be fine it won't be super weird and there was a burial going on not too far from my mom so I'm like hey you know nothing to see here just in a wedding dress coming to see my mom like
0: carry on <laughs> oh wow wow Uh, well, great. Mm -hmm. Like, I think all of those things that you shared, like, I, I, I didn't know about the lace and I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't know about the the blue heart. So, you know, any kind of different ways and that people can do to acknowledge and incorporate, um, their moms into that day, I just think is so amazing. So amazing. I didn't, I didn't do anything. So, I just think it's so amazing and um so thankful that you're willing to was willing to share about that so
1: yeah thank um, you and one last thing I did too was um during my dance with my dad um I didn't want to take that honor away from him too much but I also did want again want to pay tribute to my mom so the song that we danced to um was Because You Love Me by Celine Dion and my father I my mom and my brother actually all danced to that together at my communion um, so I had the DJ just make an, an announcement dedicating the song to her as well and we had just a handful of pictures of her in the background and I think it was a it was a beautiful touch without turning the day into a memorial mm-hmm. um, because I think that was a very important thing for me to you know to to not have the memory of her make things so sad you know it's still a celebration and it's something that she would you know wholeheartedly be celebrating and I'm sure she was
0: I'm sure she was definitely dancing up in heaven mm-hmm. <laughs> alongside us. right right because she is still your she'll always be your mom you know yeah. I, I interviewed a couple of sisters a month or so ago and they say that they're not going to use past tense like because she is our mom she was she wasn't was our mom she is our mom so absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. huh well here's a fun little fact guess what my wedding song was Hmm. because you loved me yeah look at that (laughs) crazy (laughs) oh
1: man oh that's such a beautiful song yeah Mm -hmm. yeah listening to the words it's really it's about someone who just loves you and it's you know it's because they loved you that you were able to do everything that you could and and I truly think that it's because of all the love that she gave me and instilled in me growing up that I was able to do everything that I could without her being there you know planning a wedding and all that you know it's because she loved me and that's how I was able to do it
0: yeah yeah Yeah. that's awesome (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about your husband and, you know, like how did he support this whole process during the planning and everything? And how did he support you? Um, because, you know, we, they, they, he obviously was a part of it. So I was just more yeah. interested to hear, you know.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still very weird to hear the word husband or say it. We're, <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> um, he has, I just, I don't even have words for him. He has been the absolute most supportive person in my life with everything, but especially with with this and with my grief. Um, we had only met, I'm not gonna give you the whole story of everything because we'll be here forever, but <laughs> we had only met four months after my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. And I had previously been dating someone when when she did pass. And it was just one of those things that, you know, I was kind of settling because you had mom. And once I didn't have her anymore, I was like, no, mm -mm. I have to be first because I'm not being put first by this person. And I always had mom to put me first and now she's not here. So now I it's, I'm bearing the brunt of it. So I decided that I needed to be alone and then he came along and I just knew from the day that we, you know, that we met, you know, he, on our first meeting you know he openly asked me about my mom and and I thought that was so shocking you know for someone to to already like out of the gate just understand that this is a very important thing for me because it was different from what I had experienced um so with him it was just from the very beginning he was so openly supportive and I was telling you earlier but I, I texted a, a best friend of mine and I knew that night I said I'm not in love but I this is I met my husband like I mm-hmm. know I met you know and everyone um in the very beginning all said the same thing like mom mom sent him to you and she mm-hmm. really did you know he was always everything that she ever wanted me to have in a guy and I was like they don't make them like that anymore but they do and they did and and I got him. Um, But yeah, so he he's been so supportive with everything, you know, with with the Facebook group, and with my blog, and just everything, you know, he sits through the same videos of her that I show him, I'm sure every single year around the same time, you know, he doesn't pretend like, oh, I've seen this before, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. he's wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. But
1: especially through the wedding planning, it was you know, it was a little trying for me because I didn't want him feeling like here I am trying to make our day and our moment about my mother. Mm-hmm. But it was important again for me to have her involved and included. And, and he was just so supportive and and on board with everything I had, you know, mentioned. I, I never went and did anything without mentioning it to him first or not having to ask permission, but you know, I it's our wedding. I want you to be On the same page as me, and everything I had suggested or or asked about, he was like, "Yeah, if if that make the whole wedding about your mom, for all I care, like this Mm. is your mom, you know." He was just a blessing and and so great with all of that, and he just he really gets it, and he really gets me, and he's one of those people that he's never met her, but he'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's your mom," like Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he was very, even the cemetery, I was like, it's a little, you know, it's a little different, but what do you think? And he was like, I just, I think that's beautiful. And I think it's a a wonderful thing. And if you want to go to the cemetery in your wedding dress, you go to the cemetery in your wedding dress and I'll meet you at the altar.
0: Mm. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. But he really just, he's wonderful. But with him, it's funny, like something I was thinking about earlier, I feel bad for him because he doesn't have a mother-in-law, you know, you get married Mm -hmm. and you you gain these in-laws and I did, but he, he didn't gain a mother-in-law and he would have gotten the best mother-in-law ever. Like she was just so playful. And if she loved you, you were part of the family and she made you feel that whether it was, you know, being just generous and feeding you or like asking you to help her like with something at home Depot, like you you were just right in there <laughs> and I know the two of them would have gotten along so well and she would have really taken care of him like a son and it for me it breaks my heart for him that that he doesn't get to experience that with her mm-hmm. um, so that's another thing that I grieve is not seeing that relationship because these are the two most important people in my life and I will never see them meet hmm Hmm. yeah which yeah. ties back to the anger a little bit but
0: <laughs> yeah for sure Hmm. yeah I hadn't even really thought about that that's such a such a great perspective I mean it's such an honest and real perspective you're right it's a loss for him as well hmm. yeah yeah
1: it's mm-hmm. something that you know he'll never know with her and mm-hmm. I mean, hmm. it's, it's-
0: yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you're right about the seasons of life because like, I just became a quasi empty nester. My son didn't mm-hmm. end up moving out, but um, you know, it's another season of life and, and more it's, it's the, the anger for me of that. I don't have somebody to ask advice about this stage of life, you know, Absolutely. and the things that, so it, it does, it just continues to, to roll through sometimes yeah. it's just, Sometimes it's just some clouds, sometimes it's a full-blown hurricane, but oh yeah. Yeah, it it continues to happen um, throughout the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Think, because she Absolutely. is our mom. Yeah. She is. That's our mom. the person. Yeah,
1: that's the person that you go to, you know. I don't I have people to to speak with, but you know, if I need help being a wife, my mom would be the one I'm going to, you know, right. when we you know, hopefully are blessed with children like she would be the one I would go to. So not having her here to, to physically tell me, you know, I, I hear my mother's voice and her advice all the time in my head, but it's different when it's actually coming, you know, from them verbally and physically, you know, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's,
1: it's hard, but yeah, that, that's just, that's the cycle of life, I guess, for, for those
0: of us living without a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah so if you had any advice for another daughter without a mom who's anticipating a wedding day without her mom do you have any thing that you would say and and we know that like you said before some things work for some people and some things don't you know for others but we're just we're just having a conversation and sharing you know whatever whatever you would like to to share
1: yeah I mean like like I said I think whatever feels right to you um, is what you should be doing. And I think that was my advice on, on the first podcast that I was on with you, you know, as long as you're not causing anyone or yourself harm, it's, it's what you should be doing to allow yourself to feel and express your grief. Um, but with wedding planning, yeah, I mean, I, I think my advice would be pretty much similar, but also, you know, take those moments, um, when you're venue shopping or when you're wedding dress shopping or, you know, fighting with a bridesmaid or anything like that. So just take a moment and, and bring yourself into, you know, mentally a space with your mom and try to, try to hear her and try to hear her advice and her words and her comfort, because I had plenty of, plenty of times that I, um, thankfully no fights with bridesmaids, but I had plenty of times where I had to just like stop for a minute. And, and kind of fantasize about what the moment would be like if she were there. And that actually helped me make a lot of choices. Um, I'm a very indecisive person. So I was dreading wedding planning because I was like, oh my God, I can't even figure out what I want to eat at night. How am I gonna figure out what I want for the you know, flowers and this and, and a dress? Um, but you kind of have to shut all those worries out and just trust yourself and trust your gut and that's for me that was my mom speaking to me you know i knew as soon as i put my dress on that it was mine and i knew that because i knew it was her telling me um, mm. same thing with venue shopping and just any other you know buying the shoes i don't i don't know there's a million gorgeous shoes which ones are my wedding shoes like there's such big decisions but i think you have to just trust yourself and trust that that's your mom telling you which way to go.
0: Mm, so true. So true. And I think a lot of times because we're fighting the grief and fighting the loss that we block those things out, mm-hmm. you know, that Absolutely. we can. So yeah, you got to open yourself up a little bit. And yeah, if you're, you've got those, you know, clenched fists, you got to open them up a little bit mm-hmm. and so that you can actually be able to, you know, receive the, those feelings and things.
1: Yeah. And, um, and you will, you will. Like my mom didn't make herself, like didn't make her presence known at the wedding, but two days before we were having our rehearsal dinner um, and I was getting ready at the house, you know, doing hair and makeup on myself, mm-hmm. figuring out which of two dresses to wear. And as I put one of the dresses on, we had a power outage and now here I am finishing getting dressed in the dark and the power was out until we left the house and everyone at my house was like that is your mother because she would not turn the power off on your wedding day so she had to do it tonight.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Oh. And it's so great. And we were like, yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> like absolutely her making her presence known that she was going to mess with us and that was her way of doing it. Um mm-hmm.
0: The safer yeah. choice the rehearsal not the
1: oh yeah yeah <laughs> I, I was like so angry and then I was like okay mom if you're gonna do it like today's the day to do it
0: <laughs> oh wow that's awesome that's awesome yeah. well I really appreciate you being here because I think this is such a big topic for you know daughters without moms and um that you're willing to you know to share with us and to share part of your story and I can't I really look forward to sharing a lot of your your pictures um from from it too because it was just so beautiful i loved i love that you i loved that you went to the ceremony and uh, to the c- cemetery and your wedding dress you. i thought that was beautiful yeah um, i haven't
1: heard any negative critiques but i mean who's gonna say who's gonna say anything negative yeah. to someone which is fine again yeah. it's not for everyone
0: mm-hmm. but
1: mm-hmm. it
0: was just something i
1: felt was necessary
0: Yeah. Yeah. So before I let you go, this has nothing to do with being a daughter without a mom on a wedding day, but on your blog, you also wrote about having a funeral for your twenties. And I was like, Oh, I love this. (laughs) I'm very dramatic. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. So can you tell us a little bit about how you decided to do that? And, and um, you know what that was all about? I have never seen one before hmm especially so, for your 20s when everybody thinks that's supposed to be a great time of your life yeah well
1: you know what so my 20s were the best and worst times of my life and I felt what better way to put an era to an end than to have a funeral for it um I actually came up with this idea I think I was 23 years old I, I remember saying like oh my god it's so far away but it, Yeah. I I just remember being like, I'm, I'm going to have a funeral for my twenties when I turn 30. And I remember being like, I hope I remember this idea in seven (laughs) years because I'll be so mad if I am 35 and I'm like, Oh my God, I never did that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that was always something I had wanted to do. Um, And then it's, it's funny, like as time progressed, like my grandfather had passed away I think it was, I think it was 20. And then my grandmother passed away when I was, yeah, this makes sense. So I was 20 when my grandfather passed away, 22 when my grandmother passed away and then 24 when my mom had passed away. Mm -hmm. So in a matter of a few years, I had been going to so many funerals and so many funerals for people who really, you know, molded me and and molded the person that I was at the time in my twenties. And I had kind of just, you know, again, like after all of those, I was like, yeah, no, a funeral is definitely something that I need to hold for myself because I can control this one.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I can tailor
1: it to, you know, just reflect everything that I had gone through and, and we didn't do anything, you know, I didn't do anything crazy. I had originally wanted again, pre COVID, like, I'm going to rent out a Knights of Columbus. I'm going to have a buffet and everyone's going to bring casseroles because that's what you do at funerals and, and like edible arrangements. And we're going to have picture boards of like different years in my twenties and people are going to give me eulogies. Like I had this whole party planned out. And then when COVID happened, I was like, okay, we're going to have to let go of this idea a little bit. Although I thought it was going to be, someone should do it now, please. I I hope someone somebody listening. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but so I was like, you know what? I, we had just taken our engagement pictures, um, not too long before that. And the photographer is a friend of ours and she's just such a sweetheart. And I reached out to her one night, I think it was like 10 o'clock at night on like a Wednesday. And I was like, I'm so sorry that you're up, but if I don't get this out now, it's not getting done. What do you think about shooting like a funeral for my twenties shoot? And she was like, I love it. Pick a day. We're doing it. Um, but so now more of like the thought process behind that, it obviously means something different to me now than it did when I was 23 and first thought about it. Um, for me, it's kind of one of the, it was important for me because I had gone through so many things in my twenties and, you know, all of these deaths in my life, you know, you're not the same woman you are at 20 as you are when you're 29. You know, you go through a lot of different phases and a lot of ups and downs. And, you know, there were times that you loved yourself and times that you hated yourself. And I would look back on pictures and cringe, oh my God, what was I thinking? Or why was I talking to that guy? He was obviously all wrong for me. Like, I feel like, especially for a woman in your twenties it's just such a roller coaster. And I was happy to put it to bed. Um, But to also tie in like with my mom, I was just a completely different person before her and after her, um, you know, after she passed. And I wanted to pay, you know, I wanted to pay tribute to that because it's what you do at a funeral. You know, you pay tribute to the the person who is no longer here. And now you come to terms with the life that you're gonna have without them. So for me, it was, I was paying tribute to myself in my twenties for everything I had gone through, the good, the bad, the ugly, but now I'm also turning the page and looking forward into my thirties for the completely different woman I am now. And, you know, you have like these little conversations with yourself, like, oh, what would I have told myself? Like during that breakup or during that fight with that friend or that night that my life was ruined, but obviously it wasn't, you know, like you go through all these things. so it was, it was really important for me to, to end my quote unquote adulthood in my twenties and begin my real adulthood in my thirties. Um, and it was just a lot of fun to do that shoot. You know, it was, it was very like freeing and, and powerful and um, there were like people all over the place and I was like,
0: whatever, I don't care, I'm doing the thing.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um, you looked amazing. It was amazing. The, thank you I did
1: my own hair and makeup that day (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you know it was just a time to to really honor myself too and reflect on myself and how far I've come and and um yeah my you know again my 20s themselves were just a roller coaster you know I am not the same person I was the day before my mom died like Mm-hmm. the day before she died and the day after she died I was a completely different person you know right. I had become right. an adult yeah. and now seeing everything I've accomplished um, since then is really it's inspiring to myself to know that like I can just keep going um and um
0: it, it's just meh. I don't know. It was it was just really special. Oh, I mean, I really think you're on to something because there's <laughs> the the mental games that women play inside our own heads. I often say to my husband, "If you even knew, like, the stuff that goes on up in there, sometimes I can't even keep up with it." But to be able to acknowledge, like, you know, that period of growth and that there were ups and downs and there were choices that you made. That yeah, looking back on hindsight's always twenty twenty. I mean, everybody, you know, we all that's all a part of growing up and and life and things like that but the symbolism of being like okay i'm putting you to bed like mm-hmm. you're done and i am moving on i think man i really think you're on to something thank I you think, yeah right? i mean but that's what you do you you'll always have those memories you
1: know the good and the bad ones but right. you can't carry that with you in a next in the next chapter and you can't do that with grief either you know it's you do but to a certain point where it doesn't hold you down and it doesn't stop you from growing you know and and learning and becoming you know more mature and and just carrying on with life. So for me it was really really important to do
0: right and you and I were talking you know um, talking before we start recording that's what I said too that it's you know it is such a great analogy for grief because, you've done, you've been such a great example of acknowledging and including our grief, you know, the grief into your life instead of fighting it. And that's just Mm -hmm. like, that's, you have to learn how to live with it because it's not going away. Um, but, but a lot of people just fight it instead of including it and acknowledging it. And, um, just like you did with all of the things with your wedding, but this funeral for your twenties, man, I just (laughs) loved it. I was like, Oh, we have got to talk about this.
1: And I I I, did
0: tell you, I think it keeps getting better because I'm, you know, I'm going to be 52 next month and I keep, it just keeps getting better. So I'm praying that it keeps getting better for you too.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Mm. I mean, my thirties already are, are great. You know, I got married. Um, 30 was actually my my best year so far. I mean, just so many wonderful things. You know, that happened during wedding planning, like my bridal shower, bachelorette party, wedding, honeymoon. My husband had thrown me a surprise 30th birthday party. Like 2021 was just the best year for me and I'm like mm-hmm. if this is just the start of my 30s. Again, I'm sure they're not going to be perfect and I'm sure they're going to have their ups and downs, but it's I'm true. looking forward to it and thank you 20s for teaching me everything that I needed to know thus far and my
0: 30s will take it from here (laughs) (laughs) oh I just love it I really love it so thank you um I have two daughters and a niece that are all in their twenties. So guys, if you're listening, I think it's something that we should consider. Cause I just love, and I love the casseroles and the pictures <laughs> and the, oh, it's just so great on so many levels. I think you I yeah, to patent I, this. I don't I know. I really wanted to do it.
1: So my best friend that I actually, um, the one I had texted the night I met my husband, she like is one of also the most supportive people in my life and she actually threw me a mini surprise funeral in her apartment um just like five or six of us but all the girls wore black they they wrote little eulogies for me like it was they were like we know you didn't get the party you wanted the big funeral you wanted but you know this is something so I kind of had two funerals from my 20s which was nice
0: (laughs) oh that's just so great Oh, so if you're listening to this and you want to read more of the things that Andrea has shared, I will blog. I will tag her blog in the podcast show notes. Motherless Daughter Mind. It is. Um, you're also on Instagram as Morning Mantras, and then you have the Facebook Staten Island group that you yeah. that you facilitate, right, with a couple of your friends. So I will put all that in the show notes. If you're listening to this and Andrea has you interested and you want to learn more, um, because there is a lot more, <laughs> there's oh, yeah. a lot more, lot more great stuff in there, but, um, I just really thank you for being here, coming back, sharing more with us. And, you know, this probably won't be the last time we see you because oh, well, that like we be said, fun. life is going to keep going on and we're going to go through different seasons and we're going to have more things to talk about. So
1: yeah, I'll call you when I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh yes. That's great. We'll do it. (laughs) I probably won't be as composed at that time, but we'll see. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Right. Right. All right, Andrea, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you again so much, Beth, for having me again and and for doing what you do for women and, and other people in their grief journey.
0: If you liked this episode or you are a fan of the show, the best way to support it is to share it on social media and with your family and friends. For more of my thoughts on the grief journey, please visit my website, www.yourgriefjourney.com. As always, remember, we can use grace, grit, and gratitude to grow with our grief.